0: The 48 Laws of Power series is going to be a great way for future students and parents of students to learn about my wife and I, the founders and operators of Solid Foundations. In this series of podcasts, we will be discussing the laws of power and how we either use them or they use us. I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, you are familiar with the Solid Foundations mission. You know everything we do is to instill confidence in our youth. With that being said, I thought it would be cool to start a mini-series that allows us to tell stories of our past, particularly as teens and into our early 20s. These stories will describe how we personally felt victim to, or used to our advantage, each of the 48 Laws of Power that Robert Greene wrote about in his book. Don't worry, of course we will continue to do our regular program. We have plenty of guests lined up and will continue to keep uploading those important interviews. As always, I hope we deliver some value to you through our podcast. These episodes will best serve those who want power, observe power, or wish to arm themselves against power.
1: Out of all the books that you've read, why do you want to do a mini series on this particular book?
0: I chose the 48 Laws of Power because one, it's one of my favorite books, but I thought it had a lot of valuable life lessons in there that I could see just reading their stories. My mind was constantly digging and reminding myself of of things that I went through in my past. And even though I didn't know those laws back then, I didn't even know it existed. I was able to relate those laws to what i have been through and to me it just it it gets me excited because there's new knowledge to have and when i can look back and i can some of the dates in there are talking like you know 500 bc or 300 a.d we're talking some hundreds of years ago even thousands of years ago that these same laws of power have been getting used throughout the centuries and if it worked for kings and queens and and famous aristocrats and 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 just powerful people that that you know i could use it you could use it all the teens and kids that if they learn it they can use it growing up and if they know that ahead of time to me it's going to make them more more powerful, more, more stronger leaders. And I like history stories. So that's why I think I dug that book so much. Uh, We're not going to sit here and read all the histories. I don't think there's uh, uh, maybe people that listen aren't as history uh, into history as I am. But I thought it did a great job of helping relate stories of the past to what we go through in our daily lives.
1: So in this book, you have the transgressions of the law, the observance of the law, and the keys to power. Can you elaborate? And the reversal. Like what does all that mean as far as so, the laws?
0: So there's the law, and then Robert Green will go into uh two different versions of it. The transgression means when somebody violates the law, and he'll go into a story and history of when somebody violated that law and the consequences they faced because they didn't they didn't use that power and then he'll give you another example when somebody uh, what which he calls the observance of the law which when somebody used it and how it benefited them and so those, those are the difference between the transgression and the observance and he gives you he gives you those two details uh, um in our series you know we're only going to choose one either transgression or the observance and 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 you'll hear you know our stories on that
1: hello podcast listeners it's kriston gilbert today we're going to go over the 48 laws of power series and today we're talking about law number 1 now the title of the law is never outshine the master Judgment of the law. Always make those above you feel comfortably superior. In your desire to please or impress them, do not go too far in displaying your talents, or you might accomplish the opposite. Inspire fear and insecurity. Make your masters appear more brilliant than they are, and you will attain the heights of power. Now, the transgression, are we going over the transgression or the observation of the law? Good
0: Today we're going over the observation of the law.
1: okay so how um, explain to us the history of this law?
0: In the early 1600s, there was an Italian astronomer and mathematician named Galileo. He was always in a bad spot like all great scientists back then he depended on great rulers to support his research and work. So a lot of the times when they would when he would get a discovery, He would have to go to the different rulers that help support him and he would split up his gifts. So let's say, um, you know, he made a a military compass. Well, he would give that compass to a particular ruler and then he might write a book on how to use the compass and give it to another ruler. This got him gifts and a way to make like a living. But he was like we um, say these days live paycheck to paycheck. So he was always stressed and, and never knew where his next paycheck was going to come from. So he decided he needed to do something different. And in the year 1610, he ended up discovering the moons of Jupiter. So he made a decision to, and he went all in with, with, a, with, a, um, with the rulers of the, it's pronounced Medici, And he chose them because they actually worshipped many gods, but their top god was Jupiter. And so he figured if he went all in with them, that they would probably be the most likely to get excited and maybe he could get, you know, more from it. So he didn't give anything else to the others where typically he would have, you know, given the telescope maybe to one. And then wrote a book about the moons. And gave it to another. Well he didn't do that this time. And he gave it all to the Medici's. And they ended up. Hiring him full time for their kingdom. And paid him a full salary. And at the time. That was unheard of. When it came to scientists and mathematicians. They were like starving artists. So that kind of changed the game.
1: Nice. So. um, How has this law, the never outshine the master. How has that worked for you in your life and in your past?
0: So at 18, I was given a chance by my dad and his partner, his, um, his partner, Robert. They had started an office furniture um, dealership and they needed someone to do the deliveries and installations. So they offered me a chance to kind of start doing all their Deliveries and installs for him, but as an independent contractor, which then led into the business. So We we built a relationship. We can we all we started our companies at the same time and as they grew in sales I I grew in um, a crew and team and 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 business and Robert had a he had a big heart But his ego was much bigger And so it took a while to realize it because he was always so generous generous with material things like he 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 it didn't matter he like he would have beamers and all these nice cars porsches and i would barely got my license at 18 and you know he would tell me you go ahead and drive it around go have fun like if it was his he wanted he wanted you to like enjoy the stuff that he had and um so that kind of played with my, my mind a little bit. I didn't know I was... But as years went on, I started to catch on that although he was generous with material things, he was absolutely stingy when it came to giving credit where credit was due. And so, you know, we would be on big job sites and it's, you know, as time went on, it's not just me anymore. Maybe we had a crew of 10 guys and they all worked hard to... To build, you know, let's say a whole office suite, and so now the job's done. The business owner's coming in to see, and is happy. He can now move into his new location and get busy with his with his employees. And then you have, you would have like Robert come in and talk, like literally, like he did the whole job him himself. And of course, that rubbed the guys the wrong way. But I was always there, like as a as a buffer. And I did my best to always give them credit and all, you know thank you and everything like that. And uh, the paycheck, of course, helped, but it just it took a lot of patience and humbleness on my part to let that slide in, you know, day in, day out, as the years went by. And as the as the business grew, like his behavior amplified he voiced regularly that he had to do everyone's job. Like so my business and his and my dad's business, they were kind of like brother sister companies or sister companies and we did everything hand in hand. And so I got to know all his salespeople and and employees pretty closely. And so he would he would voice regularly, he had to do everyone's job and and that the success that anybody else had was because of him at one point I purchased a Cadillac XTS with my hard-earned money and ended up hearing from his employees that he referred to the caddy as as his own because in his head I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for him so this went on throughout the entire relationship and because I was able to bite my tongue and keep my ego in check it helped me build a business that earned me a good living and still, um, you know, bearing the fruit of of that business relationship.
1: And what lessons do you feel like you have learned?
0: The lessons that I learned from, from that was when it's so obvious that your, quote, master has a big ego, it makes them an easy mark for others who know how to exploit it. So, like let's like say for instance in work, if you know how to exploit your your boss's um, ego and you learn how to not outshine them and make them especially if you make them look good, then that leads to raises, bonuses, special perks, material gifts, and, and time off. And there's a way that that it helps in school as well. Like I know when my when my godsons were in high school I would get uh, they would come and and be complaining about how teachers are after them and they the teachers were just out to get them and they weren't doing nothing and it was all the teacher. Of course that wasn't true. I know they were they had their part in it. But I always try to stress to them to kind of stroke their teacher's ego and and instead of trying to go head on with them to use what they knew about their teacher to help them in class. And I think if students learn to do that, then it could lead to them getting extra help in class, extension on deadlines, and and all in all, just more freedom in class. One of the other things I, I learned is if you can build a high level of patience and remain humble, your so-called master can actually take you pretty far.
1: Nice. I agree. So going back to your story why did you bite your tongue why didn't you why didn't you feel like a need to outshine him
0: uh at the like early on as a as a youngster i guess i i didn't know any better like I, i i felt i was an employee and from the different jobs before i was always just head down and work and this was my first time owning my own business and being in charge of other people um like literally like i ran a cruise before but not like they depended on me for their paycheck so it, it took some getting used to i didn't i didn't know any better i thought that's just what you do um, as time went on is because i i i guess you could say some of it was not wanting conflict, especially in front of, uh, clients. I knew that that would be bad for business. And like I said before, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't like a mean person. He, he kind of balances act with, with kind gestures. So that took, you know, like I said, that kept me off balance for a while. And then just as time went on, I, I really learned that, you know, business was getting good and what, what would I benefit from like trying to make him look dumb, like, and talking behind his back. It didn't do me no good to me. We were still on the same team and we had the same goal. Now we had different methods of getting it, but, but I'm not going to stab my own team member in the back and, and hurt the chances of the success of, of my business.
1: Well, that was a really good, I think your story related a lot to the ty- to the law, the never outshine the master. Now, again, what that means is the judgment of law. Always make those above you feel comfortably superior in your desire to please or impress them. Do not go from farin displaying your talents or you might accomplish the opposite, inspire fear and insecurity. Make your masters appear more brilliant than you are, and you will attain the heights of power.
0: Thank you for listening. If you found value in this episode, please share it. Also, we get asked uh, quite a bit, how can we support solid foundations so I'm gonna give you a few ways that um, you can or if you have somebody asking you how can they support solid here's a few ways if you know anybody looking to buy or sell a home refer them to us we have um, my sister Lorena Regalado who's a licensed realtor she's on our board and uh, any sales or commissions that she received she gives a nice chunk to solid to help um, support the program. Also, construction material. Every Wednesday, we have a work ethic class where we teach the youth how to build different things. And uh, that, I would say that's probably the most costly part of our program is, is, is buying that material. So if you know of any um, people who are in construction or you're doing a home project and you have things left over, We can use um, scrap material and any tools that you come across also another way is to buy solid gear right now we have hats and towels uh, ready in stock the um, students also they'll be building things to sell so in the next few weeks in the work ethic classes we're going to be having them build things that would go in a home like Um, Shelves in particular is probably the things we're going to start with. Shelves that you could hang uh, pictures on and uh, kind of stuff that you would decorate your house with. So that's another great way. This will help the students earn a little bit of money. But also get that satisfaction of knowing that something that they've built with their own hands is actually wanted by other people in their community. So that's a, that's also a great way. If all else fails, you know, you don't know uh, don't have any homes that need to be bought or sold. No construction material. You you've already bought gear. Um, another uh, the last resort is our GoFundMe. You can go to our GoFundMe page and look up Solid Foundations program and make a, any uh, type of donation there. Uh, big small every everything helps. So again, I appreciate you listening to this episode and until next time, take care.